time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Monday, September 7th, 2020. Happy Labor Day to everybody out there. Whenever you are listening to this podcast, I hope you had a great Labor Day or you had a good weekend, we should say, the extended weekend. Uh, We talked a lot about it on Friday, but uh, yeah, Labor Day weekend, kind of the unofficial end of summer. Uh, when I was walking around the neighborhood on Friday afternoon, eh, afternoon, evening, I, I noticed that there was multiple families, uh, groups of people that were loading up trucks with some ice chests and some coolers. It looked like they were maybe getting away for the weekend. Who knows? Maybe the river. I don't know. But it, it was cool to see that. Uh, I don't know. Again, anytime I see a, a little bit of normalcy, I, I get a little excited. Uh, it could be anything. It could be people loading up their cars for uh, a three-day weekend getaway. It could be uh, sports on television that we haven't seen in a while. College football, which was on Saturday. Uh, no major games that uh, jumped out at me or anything. But it was cool seeing a full slate of games on Saturday. 10 o'clock, 1.30, 5 o'clock. You know, kind of that that uh, multiple time slots. Uh, so that was a lot of fun on Saturday. Uh, there was some UFC uh, the Kentucky Derby ran. If anyone was interested in that, that was a pretty, pretty interesting race to watch. Um, and, and then man, of course, baseball continues to go in the uh, NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs, just a really fun weekend of sports. Uh, I didn't watch as much hockey as I would have liked, but, uh, we, we can say now that the NHL is down to its final four teams in the Western Conference, the Dallas Stars and the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And on the Eastern Conference side of things, the New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. So they're off and running on the uh, conference finals, we'll say. The um, the uh, Stanley Cup semifinals, I don't think they call it that, but the, the conference uh, finals, and, and I think it's pretty cool that that they are uh, getting down to it. It was really awesome that there were a few game sevens, uh, not just one or two. There was multiple game sevens. Uh, I did see a couple. I wish I could have watched more, but there's nothing quite like a game seven in sports. Uh, I love football because it's it's one game. It's it's one, one opportunity, one chance. Um, this is for all the marbles, right? Win and advance. And so when you see these playoff series go down to a game seven where it is win or go home for both sides, I think it's pretty spectacular. So nothing quite like playoff hockey and definitely nothing like game seven playoff hockey. So hopefully you guys are enjoying the NHL playoffs as much as I am. Uh, Final four, crazy, crazy stuff. Seems like we just started and and we really just did. Uh, You know, extended weekend Sunday, it it was kind of more, more just kind of waiting around for for the week to get going. Uh, Tried to relax. Uh, I mean, Valerie, you heard her on Friday night or Friday's episode, I should say. That was a lot of fun recording with her and having you guys hear us uh, 
argue and bicker a little bit. Uh, that's what we do, but uh, I love her and I appreciate her coming on the program to chat with you guys. But on Sunday, it didn't do a whole lot. Uh, honestly, watched, uh, was looking forward to some boxing at night. And before the boxing uh, went uh, off at five o'clock, there was like a NFL pregame show at four o'clock that I stumbled across. And I don't know where I'm going to stand with the NFL this year. It, it's probably going to get very political, much like the NBA has. Um, I, I've bit my tongue <laughs> with NFL for years. Uh, but if it gets really bad, then who knows? One thing I appreciate about, I can honestly say this M- MLB and uh, NHL. Okay. They had, they had their, they had their, their situation. They had their moments, right? They, they uh, said what they needed to say, but it hasn't been just like this constant thing uh, going on that, that I, that I hear that kind of the NBA is doing. So I haven't watched much NBA or I, excuse me, I haven't watched any NBA. Uh, I continue to say that, but the other sports are just a little bit more intriguing to me. And we have so many options, which is just awesome. Uh, golf over the weekend, man, Dustin Johnson, uh, after Sunday, which is round three, of the tour, he was up. He was uh, 19 under. Now I'm no golf expert by any means, as I've talked to you guys about here, uh, that I'm just trying to learn how to play a little bit better and, and play a little more consistent. I, I just see guys like that who are not only the leaders but have such a, uh, a lead on everybody else. Pretty crazy stuff. So we should see uh, the final round for the tour championship uh, here on Monday. Uh, but yeah, 19 under that's pretty crazy for, for three days of work from Mr. Dustin Johnson. We'll see what happens, uh, later today. Also later today is probably the best college football game of the weekend. BYU against Navy, not two powerhouses or anything by any means, but I think two teams that people are aware of Navy is usually up there every year with, you know, nine wins or so. And BYU is kind of in the mix, uh, uh, the mix at times as well. So uh, should be fun to see that is later tonight at, at uh, five o'clock Pacific time. And uh, it's cool that college football's done that for the past few years is, is had a Monday night, a uh, labor day night <laughs> uh, football game, usually a pretty good matchup. And uh, with all things considered, everything that's happened these past few months, um, I, I think th- they did what they could with it. And, and I'm going to definitely check it out. BYU Navy should be a, should be a fun game. Navy runs that option, man. I love, I love the option. I love uh, teams that run the ball and have a handful of plays and do them very, very well. So uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens there. If you can't tell, I'm, I'm excited for football. Excited that we've seen some football. Um, as every sport has come back, it has really been uh, just again a taste of normal. So that we are starting this normal direction, which, which I hope for. I know some others might not uh, want the normal, but uh, I certainly do. And not the new normal, a, a, uh, the old normal, the normal, normal. <laughs> That's what I want. Anyway, um, let me tell you about our guest today on the program. Uh, Robert Bray is a proud father of three Real Hondo prep graduates. And anyone who knows Mr. Robert Bray uh, knows that he is a very giving person. Um, he's like the unofficial official video coordinator at Rio Hondo Prep. He videos pretty much everything. And it all started when his oldest uh, child, Doc, uh, who was one year younger than me, was playing football with me in high school. And this all started just because Mr. Bray 
uh, randomly brought a, a video camera to one of Doc's football games uh, as Doc was a freshman and we were uh, starting our season off. And that's how it all started for Mr. Bray and, and his uh, passion and, and enthusiasm for being the video coordinator and filming most real Hondo prep athletic events, but uh, specifically uh, football, a lot of football. And he's there no matter where the game is. And he's done that with a lot of basketball and uh, baseball and the girls sports as well. He, he films uh, church services down there. Now he has really developed a system where uh, he does live streaming. It's just really evolved and morphed into this quite production. He ha- he does with everything, uh, every event down there at Rio Hondo Prep, graduations, all kinds of different events. So, Mister Brett Robert Bray is uh, the man behind the behind the camera, I guess you could say. Um, one thing I appreciate uh, Robert for uh, was that he and my father, Dave Hersema, were both electricians. And as I was growing up through Real Hondo Prep and everything, you know, the word got out that both of these men were were electricians and both of them uh, gave tremendously of their time to uh, different projects around Real Hondo Prep, also Carry Youth League. Um, every time I see some of the buildings out at, at, at the park in Covina where Carry Youth League is located, um, I know my dad helped put those buildings up. Him and Robert put a lot of work in. So it's really cool that, as busy as my dad was over the years with his regular job that he found time to contribute and, you know, be there for people when, when needed and just uh, lend a helping hand with his electrical expertise, we'll say. And, and Robert Bray being an electrician as well, did a lot of the same. Uh, both of them kind of worked together in, in uh, donating a lot of time to a real hondo prep and care youth league. So you'll hear a little bit about that today on, from Robert's perspective. Uh, but I did want to mention my dad there because I'm very proud of him for all of his contributions to the program uh, and giving back to a program that gave so much uh, to both of his sons in uh, in myself and my brother, Sam. So uh, I know my dad listens a, a lot too to the show. So uh, just saying a quick hello to him as well. Uh, Robert Bray, as I mentioned, filmed a, a lot of uh, events and sport sporting events and everything. He's originally from Arkansas. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what life is like over there, if you will, life in the South and everything. Uh, and just uh, Robert, someone who has listened to this program a long time. And I try to tell, I tried to tell him and other people who come on the show, look at, we've had hundreds of guests now. Uh, there is no particular order with this stuff. This is, <laughs> this is just reaching out to people when, when I can. And I have a huge list that I try to go through and, and, and in doing so, uh, you know, it just timing is everything. Some people are available um, d- different times. So really happy that Robert sat down with us. He's retired from his uh, electrician job. So now he has a lot more time to to give to Carey Youth League and Real Hondo Prep uh, behind the video camera. So it's going to be a fun conversation uh, with Robert here in uh, a few minutes. Uh, one thing I want to say today, guys, is, you know, I know I run a podcast. I have, I have social media. I have... I, I, I don't, I, how do I say this? <laughs> I, I don't always want to be on it. I mean, I, sometimes social media just is so upsetting. Uh, but then again, you turn to the TV and you see a lot of more upsetting things. So I, I don't know, man. I think I've never quite understood the whole like spotlight thing. I know everyone wants their voice heard or their picture seen 
And this is coming from a guy who's talking on a podcast. Like, I, I don't think to myself, like, I'm that interesting or anything. Or, hey, guys, listen to what I have to say. I don't look at it that way. Maybe some people kind of put me in that corner. But I more look at it as this opportunity to just get things off my chest, kind of say my piece. There's no audience in front of me when I'm doing this. It's just talking into a microphone. And it's almost a way for me to kind of look back over the past few months even and look at topics I've had or subject matter that I've wanted to discuss. And, and honestly, with all the guests we've had, that to me has just been the, the the biggest blessing is being able to talk to people and have you guys listen to people that have gone on and, and done great things. And hopefully their stories, uh, no, no matter how big or small they are, uh, speak to you guys because they, they definitely speak to me. I, I can't think of one interview on here that uh, I regret doing. I, I, I've enjoyed them all. I mean, there's been disagreements. There's been plenty of agreements, <laughs> but it, this is not about me. And I hope people uh, understand that when, when I'm saying, when I'm saying these words right now, but as far as the spotlight goes, it's just some people embrace it. Some people love it. I never have. I'd be pretty fired up like after a, a, a good play or something, but I never liked the attention. I didn't like all the eyes on me. I didn't like all the, um, even compliments. Valerie tells me that sometimes he's like, you need to learn how to take a compliment. I'm like, ah, so that's not me preaching about myself. It's just, it's just who I am. It's how I am. Um, which is hilarious because I became this referee, right? I became an umpire and you get a lot of attention, (laughs) which is attention I did not want. It was always hilarious to me to hear people talk about, Oh, you're making this game all about you. All these cliche things, coaches and fans and players say, you're trying to make this all about you. It's like, actually, no, I'm not. I'm I'm trying to do my best and get out of here. Uh, Get away from all you guys. (laughs) I, I don't want spotlight, I, uh, but I did sign up for this. I did sign up and and got trained and tried to accept the game, the game assignment, knowing full well that there would probably be a, a time during the game where I would have to make an unpopular decision. <laughs> Those were not fun. Those were not fun moments, but it came with the territory with uh, umpiring, refereeing, and, and anyone who's watched a sporting event, either on television or on uh, in person – I think you understand that what that feel is like, Oh, this referee, it's all about him. It's like, no, it's, that's not the case. At least it wasn't for me. I can't speak for everybody. There's generalizations. And then there's some that, okay. Yeah. You got a point (laughs) that guy. Yeah. He is a little theatrical or whatever, but part of umpiring part of refereeing was making unpopular decisions at times. And I, man, those were, those were tough moments. (laughs) Those were very tough moments, but uh, it, it was definitely not me stepping up and trying to be like some kind of hero or anything. It was just part of the job. And, and I feel that way kind of now these days, like I've spoken up a lot more on some things. I've even said things to to friends of mine uh, and, and friends that I like too, like good friends and uh, sometimes in a joking manner, sometimes serious. Uh, but it's just not in my nature to be as outspoken as other people are. And I get, I know this is funny coming from a podcast a guy talking into a mic, but it's not my nature, but the way things have gone, I feel almost as if like that referee where 
there's some uncomfortable situations that you got to make a very tough call on that someone's going to be mad at. I kind of feel that's how today's world is, at least the past few months for me personally, whether it be disagreements, some arguments with people, uh, different viewpoints, different opinions, if you will. I think a lot of us have been kind of forced into making that unpopular call, that uncomfortable call. I have I have a lot of friends, and I'm very blessed to say that, and I and I truly, uh, I truly do mean that. But but sometimes with friends or family, uh, no specific again examples right now or anything, but just sometimes with friends and family, we got to step up and make that uncomfortable uh, call during a game that we know is not going to be popular, but we know in our heart it's right at least how we see it at that moment. I don't know if that takes you guys behind the umpire mask or behind the whistle of, a, of, a, of in the eyes of a referee or an umpire, but that's kind of how I'm thinking these days. Is there, I haven't officiated since March, but I'm seeing a lot of the lessons I learned in refereeing, in umpiring are really, they're out there. They're, the, the, they're not exactly plays or sporting events, but they're just, Moments that have come up. And so I think a lot of people are out there are, are in the similar situation where they are speaking up probably more about their viewpoints, whichever, whichever side people are on. I think people are speaking up more um, and not being afraid of that uncomfortable call in a game. If the analogy fits for you guys. Um, I knew when I went into games that, I would almost pray that one of those situations would not come up, but I was also always ready for it. I was always ready for, okay, here we go. This is not going to come across well, but uh, I wear the striped shirt and I got to make this decision, blow the whistle or whatever the case may be. So I don't know if that works for you guys. That's just something that was on my mind today to start off the week. And uh, I wanted to share with you guys. Again, all my analogies I'm sure don't work for everybody. It's my mind. It's all in my mind that I'm trying to get out there <laughs> that uh, to to communicate to you guys. But uh, these things come up, and and that's a big reason we have the podcast is just to share share those things, get them off my chest, and and sometimes saying the the thing these things out loud, they either make sense or don't make sense to me. Also, so anyway, uh, just some some thoughts today as we start off the show on Labor Day. Uh, and uh, let's get right to our guest here uh, in Mr. Robert Bray. I told Bill Barnes this last week. I said, you know, Bill, it's been two weeks really where there hasn't been one real Hondo prep guest on, and we didn't plan that. That's just how it, how it happened. So uh, this week, I will tell you already, there will be two, let me see, at least two real Hondo prep guests who are related in some way to the program, either former players or coaches. Um it might even be three. So this week will be real Hondo prep heavy for those of you that like that and prefer that. Uh, that's probably what you're going to see this week. And for those that really don't have an interest in real Hondo prep uh, anymore, Hey, that's understandable, but uh, uh, I'm going to include Bill Barnes in that because we've kind of revised him a little bit and some of his outlooks and how he views uh, that school, that small private school on five, one, five, Oh, 
Farna Avenue in Arcadia, California. So a lot of Real Hondo prep discussion today with Robert Bray, and there will be some more of that this week. I will tell you about our guests throughout the week later in the show, but I want to wish everyone a happy Labor Day and uh, hope you enjoy this conversation I had with Mr. Robert Bray. So we'll take a quick break and then we'll get right into it with Mr. Robert Bray. Okay, joining us today is Robert Bray. I know him as Mr. Bray, so it's going to be really hard to try to call him Robert. But uh, Mr. Bray is the father of three kids who went through Rio Hondo Prep. I was fortunate enough to play alongside one of them. Uh, Another of his kids was in my brother's class, so there's a little bit of of a connection there. Uh, Mr. Robert Bray here was retired electrician from Arcadia Methodist recently. It's been just over a year, but I think his claim to fame, what what a lot of people appreciate about Mr. Mr. Bray is that he's the official video coordinator, we'll say, of Rio Hondo Prep, not just athletics, but most events. So we're going to get into it all. I'll explain it all. We're going to go down memory lane a little bit here. Uh, It's just, I'm looking forward to this a lot. So Mr. Bray, Robert Bray, welcome to the program. Well, well, thank you, Matt. It's uh, fun to be here. Uh, It's, it's fun to, uh, to listen to your podcast. And, uh, you know, like I told you earlier, you, you really strike a, a good era for me where I, I'm really, really thankful to be around when you guys were in school and uh, that, that was just fun times. Well, happy to hear it. Uh, you know, I, I look back, Robert, it's been about 20 years now since uh, 21 since I started high school and it still feels like yesterday. I, I got to imagine for a parent, you, you got to feel the same. Um, you know, playing sports was just the highlight of my life, I want to say. I mean, for, for most yeah. of us, there's, there's other great things too. But, but playing ball, I mean, when you're a kid and just really don't have any worries, uh, it was just the best time. I mean, was it kind of the same way as a parent looking at your kids play sports? Oh, boy, that's, that's, that's a tough one. I, I, uh, I really sweated, always sweated football. I know Doc, Doc had, was, had a lot of speed and it, he had a lot of success in football, but man, I, I just worried about him so much. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I worried about messing up his baseball season because that was, yeah, you know, that was his thing. And, and I always worried that, you know, that he would get hurt and he couldn't play baseball, but, but that, that worked out. And, uh, and, you know, I, I had a blast with Michaela and uh, she, she had a lot of success in school. And then, and then I got, I do have to admit that, uh, Callie's, Callie's thing was softball. That was her main thing. And that, that last game when it was all over, when all my kids were done with sports at Rio, that was uh, very sobering. That was, that was a very hard pill to take, but uh, you know what? The, the kids, they, they go on to bigger and better things. You know, they, they, they go to college and they get married and they have babies. And, you know, I, I, I wouldn't trade being a grandpa for for them playing softball. That <laughs> I was gonna say, gr- Grandpa Robert sounds has yeah. a nice ring. <laughs> How's that life for 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 you guys these days? That's uh, uh, got to be fun. Uh, that's it's the best thing ever. It's it, it's. Uh, I had a friend tell me that if he known if he had known grand, grandkids were so fun, he'd have just had those first. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, 
Oh man. Well, well, what are each of your kids up to uh, these days, Robert? You mentioned their names already. I played uh, sports with Doc. He was a year below me. So we had a lot of good football memories and, and baseball memories because Doc was an excellent baseball player. Uh, Michaela in my brother's class and you mentioned Callie. So wh- what are they, what are they all up to now? I'm sure our real Hondo prep uh, listeners would love to know. Oh, good. I, I actually have um, two more grandchildren in Austin. They're 10 and nine. They're boys and they're, they're doing their remote school and they're, they're doing good. They're interested in basketball and soccer and those things. And then uh, Callie, Callie's married. She has two girls. Uh, they live in uh, San Dimas, um, really close to Haley. And uh, so they're having a great time over there. The girls are uh, two and um, about a year and a half or two and a half, almost three and a year and a half. Wow. And, uh, uh, Michaela and Edwin, of course, they have the two babies. They have Jet that's, uh, he's about two and a half now getting close. And Kira, who's only about six months old. And then Doc, Doc lives in Pasadena and he works like uh, for a company that does security cameras. And, and I think, I think he's uh, as happy as can be over there doing that. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Well, you mentioned Edwin, and for those listening, Edwin Ixta was on the program not too long ago uh, and is the son-in-law of Robert here. So did you get a chance to listen to that podcast with Edwin? I did. I did. It's very informative. I, 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 I have to admit, I, I learned some things uh, from this discussion. I didn't know about him hating football. Yeah. <laughs> As a kid, I didn't know about that. <laughs> And it, you know he was such a good uh, athlete and everything. I it, I was surprised that uh, that uh, he was hesitant about football so much because he he really had was successful with at Rio and football. Yeah, that was good. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. He uh, he he was a great football player. And I told him that. I said that's what I think of you as as a, <laughs> as a football player. But uh, anyway, well uh, another thing we're going to talk some Rio Hondo sports, maybe about some different eras. Um, you know what it was like, obviously with me and Doc as playing together. That was kind of a that was a fun thing. But another thing people should know about you and the the Bray family is, is you guys uh, are from Arkansas, and so you may not follow the Razorbacks like diehard fans, but you know, that's still home, and, and we understand that for sure. And we'll, So we'll talk about a little bit about Arkansas sports here uh, in, in the near future. But, uh, Mr. Bray, when did you guys come out from Arkansas? Well, you know, I've I, been an electrician. I used to travel an awful lot. And, and you know, I, my dad and your dad and I shared that. We were both electricians at Local 11. And, yeah. and uh, I, I ended up in Los Angeles and uh, – ended up uh, in a good situation to, to stay. Uh, Paula and Doc and Michaela, Callie wasn't born yet, but they were going to come out to visit. And I ended up thinking, you know what, maybe we'll just move here. And uh, so they changed their tickets to, to one way and, and we've been here ever since. And that was like October, 1990, I think. Yeah. Wow. And then, uh, and then later, uh, later Callie came along, and uh, yeah, we've we've never looked back. Yeah, awesome stuff. Yeah, I, I remember going to Arkansas on one of the summer trips that we we did uh, with the school and everything, and yeah, seeing some of the relatives out there. 
Uh, yeah. You know, and that was, yeah. so that was a good time. We had, we had our fill of Arkansas for a week. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Todd, Todd, he led those trips and uh, that was his thing. He, he loved that the boys would get to see museums and things like that, but he wanted to do things where you were hands-on. Yeah. And he wanted to, he wanted to go to a part of the country that was different and experience it. So, so by hooking up with my brothers-in-laws and uh, you know, you guys were able to, uh, to spend several days there and, and uh, you know, go, go in caves or do boxing or, <laughs> or, what, or whatever. I, I, I uh, Todd, Todd was really good about things like that. Yeah. He wanted the boys to, to be boys and, and get, you know, that, that energy out that we all needed at the time. And uh, yeah, I remember getting in that boxing ring and I'd never been so tired in my life. Those two minute <laughs> rounds we did, I, was like, I had a new respect for boxers, not just taking a punch, but being exhausted. So that was fun. Yeah, we, it was cool having the kids get in there and, uh, and, and swing at each other a little bit. That was fun. Uh, well, let's talk about Carrie Youth League. You, mm-hmm. you, uh, you came out to California and you had the kids, uh, Doc and Michaela. At some point, you put them in an organization called Care Youth League. And most listeners know that's a youth sports organization and everything. But how did you discover Care Youth League? Was it by accident? Did you hear about it from someone else? What made you guys uh, put the kids in the program? Well, you know, when Doc was, I think, in the second grade, we, we tried to get him involved in, in youth sports and all we could really find was some city park league stuff and it was non-competitive and you know and it, after each season you'd have to find a new team and and um doc at one point he would he brought flyers he brought a flyer home from care youth league that had been uh distributed at his school and so we thought you know what we'll, we'll give that a shot it happened to be football season and uh Doc fit in right away, and uh, later, Michaela was a little shy. She didn't want to. She didn't want to do it when she was kindergarten age, but later she she started, and and then she loved it. But Callie, Callie would have done it when she was three if she if they would have let her on the on the field. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it was a great joy to my wife and I to, to you know growing up in a small town in Arkansas and to be to be in the middle of this huge metropolis and yet find this little community of like-minded parents and, mm-hmm. and leaders to, uh, this became our community. This became our, our small town inside this big Los Angeles County metropolis. And uh, it's, it's very similar to back home. You know, the, the school and the league are, you know, are the center, the center of everything that goes on in, this, in, the, in a small town. You know, uh, I I notice uh, like in a small town, everybody comes to the football games and they keep going whether their kids are graduated or even if they don't have kids. And that's that's the way it is here. You know, you uh, at Care and at RHP, you don't you don't really lose the parents. They keep coming even when the kids graduate. And yeah. I, I really I really appreciate that. Uh, that we all have that center to focus around. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and I got to ask you guys a serious question here and be completely mm-hmm. honest with me. 
I don't know about your daughters, but I know your son, Doc, was extremely fast. And I got to know yeah. which of his parents he got the speed from. I have to know. Uh, that was definitely his mother. His mother... <laughs> His mother and her dad were both extremely fast, and his mother was um, was really one of the top track athletes in Arkansas, and uh, she had a real severe hamstring tear when she was a junior, and it kind of wiped out her career there. But uh, matter of fact, the girl that replaced her on that team set four straight state records. So his, his mother was extremely fast. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's awesome. That is awesome. Well, had Rio had a, a track team, I think Doc would have excelled uh, very, very much. Uh, and he was good at everything he did. But, I mean, yeah, that was one thing. He always stood out to him. It's just he was so fast. I was so – I was never – that never had any speed, Robert. So I was always jealous of guys like that. Uh, but anyway. Uh, you know, I, I got I to tell you, Mr. Drain told me a few months ago, maybe the last football season, I don't remember, but we, we had a receiver that was pretty fast. And um, Mr. Drain said, you know what? The quarterback's got to treat him just like Matt treated Doc. He's just got to <laughs> throw the ball as far as he can. <laughs> it was all, that's it. Doc, Doc's speed, I had calculated – you know, the exact uh, distance and everything. And I just, I threw it about as far as like, everyone's like, oh man, Matt, you're really accurate. I'm like, I'm throwing the ball as far as I can every time. And Doc <laughs> is able to run under it because he's so fast. It was just all about when you, when you let go, I guess. <laughs> Doc fade. Yeah. Oh my goodness. A lot, of, a lot of great memories, a lot of great plays you guys did. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I still look back and think about those moments that the time the ball is in the air, like letting it go and then watching him, run under it that time the ball is in the air and you just know something good's going to happen was always a fun memory. Oh, I, I remember when we played Western Christian at Citrus. Yes, sir. And Doc caught a ball. It was a long pass, but he caught a ball in between two guys, hit the deck, and there were three, he got, they got three uh, interference flags yeah. all in that one pile of guys. I remember it. <laughs> Doc's Doc's trying to get up and, and one of the rest is, Oh my gosh, that's the best catch I ever saw in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guys hanging all over him. He might even caught it like one handed. Uh, but yeah, I remember, Oh, that was one of my all time favorite games. Yeah. Me and him connected. Uh, let's see, maybe twice in that. Maybe it's just once. I don't know. No, it was twice. I think I hit him twice that game. Yeah. It was at least twice. I think he scored three times that game, but I think it's at least two of them were passes. Yeah. You know how, yeah. you know how it was. We throw three passes yeah. a game and two of them would be touchdowns. That's just how it worked. <laughs> oh, hey, that's man. what happens when you when you can run the ball you can throw whenever you want <laughs> oh absolutely yeah i i had a great uh, time my senior year actually put some contacts in my eyes so i could actually see that helped and then to have doc and also bill ritter as receivers just it was a blast man i wish we would have thrown more exactly exactly <laughs> you know what i'd forgotten about your contacts till you mentioned it but I, I do remember that was a big deal yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i used to wear those uh you know, uh, James Worthy goggles in basketball yeah. and stuff, and they didn't fit into the football helmet. And my genius uh, mind thought, well, I don't need contacts to see in football. And then finally put them in my senior year. It was like, wow, what a difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Well, well, Robert, the kids went to Cary Youth League. Sounds like they had a great experience. And you guys, again, were 
were very involved. And uh, what was ultimately the decision um, to send the kids to Rio Hondo Prep? Was it kind of just you wanted to continue the the program, if you will, or did you see an opportunity for them? What what was the main decision really in uh, sending the kids there? Well, we you know we've gotten to know, we, like I said, Doc started in the second grade, and and we had been suggested, especially by guys like Mr. Reed, who coached Doc. Uh, you know that they they thought Doc would fit in at care at, at Rio and and we for a year or so we we just kind of brushed that off. But then later, uh, California legislature passed a bill that uh, decreased the class sizes for kindergarten through third grade. And although the kids were going to a, a, a very good elementary school. Uh, Doc was going to be going into the sixth grade to make room for all the classrooms that the legislator required. Uh, Doc was going to be forced into like junior high or middle school. And I just couldn't imagine a fifth grader going into junior high and middle school. So, so we took the plunge and we, uh, we uh, applied for Doc to go to Rio and he got accepted and, uh, and that's the way it, did, it went with the rest of the kids too, was uh, they would go to Rio when they went to sixth grade. Mm. Yeah, so so that that was, uh, you know, that's the way a lot of things are, you know, more than one reason, but uh, it was, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it was great. Uh, I, my wife and I growing up in a rural area where, you know, we, we only knew public schools. So, uh, so, so uh, going to private school was a big change for both of us, but I'm, I'm so thankful that we did. Well, I've never quite heard it uh, said the way you did really with the whole small town feel in kind of summing up both Care Youth League and Rio Hondo Prep, especially someone who's come from a small town. Uh, that, that I tried to explain it to so many different people, you know, Rio Hondo this, Rio Hondo that, Care Youth League, and I don't always have the words for it. I'm like, well, you got to kind of come see it. Uh, but that's a really good, uh, I think, analogy for a lot of people that they can understand that even though it's in this big area, this big Los Angeles County, uh, it's it's a very small town feel to it. And it's just a lot of support from top to bottom. So absolutely great stuff. Well, great. Yeah, that's that's uh, I'm glad uh, I'm glad you appreciate that because that's we've always been struck that way. And uh, we really appreciate it. And we're going to talk, uh, at least for me, uh, and I'm going to talk a lot about my interactions kind of playing with Doc and everything, because that, that was my experience. It's not to uh, push your daughters aside. So if any, if you have any memories <laughs> there with them or anything, feel free to chime in. But, oh, by the way, I, I think I was going to ask you, Doc, I, I always uh -huh. thought it was a nickname of some kind, but no, that his name was Doc, wasn't it? How'd you guys come up with that name? Right. Well, um, we kept that a secret until he was born. But my grandfather on my mother's side was uh, was a doctor, but everybody called him Doc. Everybody, even even my grandmother called him Doc. My mother called him Doc. Uh, and then uh, my grandparents on my dad's side, my grandfather was named Marshall, and my dad's middle name was Marshall. And so I I wanted to honor both of them, and Doc Marshall kind of rolled off the tongue, and so. So he became Doc Marshall Bray. Yeah. Oh man! Yeah, Great. I, I, I really, I knew that if I named him Charles after my grandfather, nobody would even know who that is. But everybody knew who Doc was, <laughs> and and of course, of course, I did kind of envision a, 
a switch hitting, you know, major leaguer out of the, with a name like that. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember Doc. Doc was right-handed. Um, he pitched uh-huh. and played shortstop, but he batted left-handed. Right, one of those. Yeah. One of those things. And I remember asking him when we were young, like uh, high school. I said, "Hey, Doc, why do you why do you hit left-handed?" And his uh, explanation was that, well, I w- used to watch my dad golf, and I would stand alongside him and mirror him. So I would naturally be swinging left-handed while I watched him swing right-handed. I thought that was very fascinating. And do you remember that kind of going down? Yeah, that that's exactly right. Um, again, growing up in a rural area, uh, by my parents' house, we had a lot of land, and uh, uh, we had our own driving range in the front yard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had thousands of balls. We had flags and cups. We had the whole thing, and. Uh, uh, Paula, Paula, who was, she was a great golfer too. And uh, we would, we would be out in the front yard hitting balls with half the neighborhood. And uh, Doc, Doc was so little, he, he was still in diapers. And uh, (laughs) one day we looked up and he picked up a stick and he's hitting these little hickory nuts, but he's hitting them (laughs) left-handed. And so... (laughs) So we just let him go with that and started buying him left-handed clubs when he was little. And uh, it just, it, it just translated into baseball as well. In yeah. fact, uh, his senior year in baseball at, um, at Webb, he dove back to first base and he kind of messed up his, I think his right wrist. And he finished the game batting right-handed <laughs> and then he batted right-handed the rest of the year. Wow, I didn't know that. He, yeah, he never they moved him from third from from batting third to leading off and he would he would bunt a lot uh at that time and uh he he just became a get a get on base kind of guy after that injury but uh, but his <laughs> but his average stayed high so Oh yeah. Hey, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what it's all about really. And yeah, he was a great hitter. I'm just left-handed swing, just smooth. Uh, oh, it was so nice. Um well, it was around, well, it was Doc's freshman year. I was a sophomore, and at Rio, there's only a JV and a varsity, so freshmen, sophomores typically play JV and junior, seniors, varsity. Uh, a few exceptions here and there, but uh, it was the year 2000, and I believe we opened the season at Faith Baptist, and the, it was a Saturday. The JVs played first, and then the varsity, so uh doc was a freshman i was again a sophomore and it was an exciting time i'm sure for you as a parent uh starting out your uh fandom as a dad and watching uh, real hondo prep athletics through your through your son and it was at that game where uh history was made really and uh the rest is history we'll say where you brought a camera you just brought a camera because you wanted to video doc's games and i don't know if you had any experience in doing that before but uh, i know you remember this so i'll let you finish the story and kind of that very first football game where you brought a camera wow that's that's a great memory matt uh i'm I'm surprised you knew all that but oh yeah uh, yeah you know you know what happened was uh i videoed the jv game and um so I stayed for the varsity and I moved, I had been on the, the home side, we were away. I'd been on the home side because the bleachers were higher. So I moved to the varsity, to uh, the away side with our team. And uh, but just before the game, Mark Carson uh, asked me if I could video their game. They had not arranged video. And I told him, I said, well, I'd be glad to, but 
you know, I don't know how long my batteries will last. So he said, well, whatever you can do, it'd be great. So I videoed the game and uh, Rio was way out in front at halftime. And, you know, you remember the, the mercy rule from those days. <laughs> so uh, at halftime, Randall Johnson, he came up with me and thanked me for videoing. And he said, how's it going? How you do? I said, man, I tell you, I, I don't know how much longer my batteries are going to last. I said, if you don't wrap this up pretty soon, I'll, I'll be out of batteries. So he said, okay. <laughs> so he went down. And I think in about three minutes of the start of the second half, we scored two touchdowns and mercyed the game. Yeah. <laughs> so, so at the end, I'm, I come down to bleachers. Mr. Johnson comes over to me and asks me if that was fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, I got all of that one. <laughs> yeah, what a story from uh, legendary, uh, legendary, and uh, you know, great late Randall Johnson. That's uh, that's phenomenal. And uh, for those that don't know, it was a forty-five point mercy rule in eight-man football. If it was the se- if it was halftime or any time in the second half, the game was forty-five points or more. Uh, the game was just over. It, it was all done. So hilarious that uh, Rio wrapped it up quick there for you, right before your battery ran out, Robert. Right before. <laughs> uh, I, I had a lot of fun with Randall Johnson. I, 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 that was uh, that was good times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, as a result of that one game, just a freshman dad bringing a video camera, um, it, it kind of morphed into you being uh over these past man 20 years now the the official video coordinator really of of any athletic event but a lot of football games obviously and uh how did it kind of go from there did mr johnson just say hey can you film all our games or how did it go you know i i uh, i i understood that who they had had video in the past were all had different duties now you know i think I think Mr. Loomis must have videoed for 15 years, but you know, that he was coaching and, and uh, you know, you don't have an abundance of staff there. So I thought I always, always look, looked at care. If there was something I could do to, uh, to help out, I, I wanted to do it and let the people who were professionals with children and let them take care of business. And uh, so I just, I just continued. Uh, one other funny story about that game was, uh, uh, was when the varsity came out when I filmed the JV game I was with a coach from Bakersfield Christian I think and uh, we were close together we talked during the JV game and he was there to scout the varsity well the first guy to come out to warm up for the varsity was uh, West of <laughs> 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 and, and he goes oh my gosh is this your, is this the way your team is? That's all he saw was West of 40. You know, it was what, like six, seven, six, seven. Pounds. Yeah. 300 pounds. Yeah. One of the rare big guys are real. So, so before the varsity game was over, Bakersfield had canceled the JV game. They didn't, they didn't want to try to play Rio with on, on two games in one day. So they canceled the, they canceled the JV game and, uh, and, Real, real killed them, of course. They, but uh, that, I never will forget that coach seeing West of Warty like that. <laughs> <laughs> Very different, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, uh, one one memory from that freshman season. Um, 
for Doc anyway, my sophomore year was that at the time, the Rio JV, and again, this is eight-man football, small school talk, but hey, we're, we're going to talk about it. Uh, we had the, Rio had this like five-year undefeated streak in the JVs. So like five years in a row, 10 and 0 or whatever. And uh, so we had these t-shirts made that said streak on them because we thought we were Concord de la Salle and all this. I mean, we we're just JV guys. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, uh, Mr. Randall Johnson, our, who was also the athletic director, he scheduled a, a, us, our, our JV team, to play a varsity team against Laguna Blanca. And yes. uh, for those that don't know, before the show, Robert and I are kind of talking about what we're going to talk about. And he brought this up, and I had almost forgot about it. But what a fun memory that was, and just an incredible football game. And here Doc was a freshman, and Doc was always kind of a skinny dude. I mean, how, do you remember that we were playing a varsity team as Doc was a freshman? I, I think I found that out about halftime, <laughs> and we were down. I, 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 I didn't know that. I didn't know whether you guys knew or not. But at halftime, I'd gone down uh, to the boys' locker room, and at the time, Mr. Johnson used to watch the games from over there, and uh, and I could, and we were down seven to nothing, and we couldn't do anything. Then we were down seven to nothing at halftime, and. And I go, man, Mr. Johnson, what do you got these boys into? And he said, he told me, if, if, the, if you guys wanted to keep wearing those T-shirts, you were going to have to earn it. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is such a Randall Johnson comment. I could see him saying it. I could see it. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. Oh, it was a greatest. That's one of the – that it's such a, it was such a great game, the way it ended. You know, you guys coming from behind and scoring, then you had to go for two, and that was like a circus. I, you called timeout, and and you, everybody came to the sidelines, and then time came back in, and, you know, for eight-hand oh. football, and then we had like 11 or 14 guys run out on the field. We had to call another timeout. We, we, we scored with <laughs> about a minute left to make it 7-6, and there was – there was no doubt, like it was clear to everybody that we were going to go for two. We were going for two. We had a big huddle on the sideline. We break the, and, and you had the film going. I've seen the film. I haven't seen it in years, but <laughs> I remember the film. We, we break from the sideline and half the team runs on the field to, for this extra point. The guys who were on the extra point team just blindly went out there thinking, okay, after we had talked about a play on the sideline, they went out there to kick the extra point. And I remember looking to my right and being like, what are these guys out here for? We got like three, four extra guys on the field. So in the biggest play of the game, I mean, you're dealing with freshmen and sophomore kids who just didn't connect the dots that we were going for two. So we had to burn another timeout. And anyway, we ended up going for two. We got the conversion, but I don't know if you've seen this on camera, Robert. Uh, if, if you look carefully, I almost dropped the snap when I'm pitching the ball. I almost dropped the ball. You know what? I, I have seen that. And I remember Hampton pausing just a moment, yeah, just a moment, and you got it to him. And he he still had to fight pretty hard to get in the end zone. That was mm -hmm. it was not a slam dunk. He had to, but uh, I but I always wondered, did you guys change the plays for that second time out? Or did we did. We 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 did. Wow. We had us. We had another play to the. I think it was a right to the right. It may have even been a pass of some kind. And and then uh, Mr. Parker changed it up and said, I think it was. Well, it was a pitch to Paul going left. I know that. So it was either. Yeah, you know, right. We changed it up and I was like, oh, I'm glad that works. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I, I, but I do. I remember you. 
bobbling the ball and catching it just before they hit the ground and almost in the same motion pitching it. it I mean, that that would have been a whole different outcome. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. Of, <laughs> of all, we kept the streak alive. We finished the year undefeated for, the, I think, the sixth uh, straight undefeated year with JVs. But of all the real Hondo Prep history and championships and championship games and all these different things, yes, that, that JV game in 2000 <laughs> still stands out to me with a big-time 8-7 to seven victory. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, it was uh, Robert. It was shortly after that where uh, Doc, Doc was a sophomore the next year, and um, Doc had the opportunity. He was again, he was so fast, just a great athlete. Where he got that call to come up in the playoffs, we had a lot of walking wounded on our team at the time, juniors and seniors. And um, it was Doc who came up, uh, Dan Baumgartner, uh, Landon Goodwell was a freshman, but all those guys came up, and they had some significant playing time. They weren't just there to dress and. Uh, what was that like for you to see your son come up on varsity and play play in the on the varsity playoffs? Oh well, man, that that was a great honor, even even for the dads. You know, I, uh, you know, I, uh, Dan Baumgartner and I, we got to be with the varsity guys, so we were in the cool kids brunch. And- <laughs> <laughs> so the dads got promoted too. <laughs> yeah, the dads. Yeah, the, the dads had their little club too. So, so. So, yeah, and of course, uh, you know, all the talk was much more serious, you know, with the varsity guys and stuff with the varsity dads. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we did enjoy that. And, uh, you know, Dan and Doc were, were, were uh, fortunate to really be a big part of those playoffs and the championship game. And, uh, and um, man, that, that was just some great stuff. Great, yeah. great, great times. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Doc, as a sophomore, I think you said scored a touchdown in the championship game, uh, which mm-hmm. had to be just a thrill for you. And, uh, you know, Dan talked about, we talked to Dan Baumgartner Sr. months ago. He was on the podcast and he talked kind of about his son being involved in RHP sports. Did you get a chance to listen to his podcast? I did. And I want to add to a story he told uh, where he he got the penalty during a game. (laughs) It was great to hear his side of it. But from my viewpoint, because Dan... Dan, a lot of times he would film from a different angle than I was. And he was on the side, he was on the sideline filming and uh, Rio, the junior high, it was a junior high game, championship game. Todd had, he had offered to buy CIF reps for that game, but the school, they had their own guys. They had, they wanted to use their own guys (laughs) and we knew what we were getting into. So we were down probably around 30 points at halftime and we launched a comeback we were within one possession of going ahead in that game in the second half and you know in junior high when you uh when you punt you couldn't rush till the punter had the ball or something something like that yeah 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 so so i'm filming from the end zone dan's on the sideline and the the punter bobbled the ball a little bit, but but there was a guy coming from the right side for Rio that was going to block that punt. There was no question about it; he was going to block it. And just before that guy got to the punter, this flag came out of nowhere. And I think one of those refs called that guy for leaving early or something, and and it was not the case. 
because those guys are just standing there till they till the punter gets the ball. And and what happened if we'd have if we could have received that punt, we we could have had our winning possession uh, take place then. But we but with that penalty, that made a first down for him, and that's when that's when Dan went ballistic. <laughs> So the next flag was thrown at Dan. <laughs> oh, and, uh, man. Another Randall Johnson story related to that was he, Mr. Johnson was at that game. And I talked to him later. And I may, I may get in trouble for saying this, but uh, uh, we haven't named the school, so it's all right, I guess. But I asked him his thoughts on that, the way that game turned out. And he goes, says, you know what? He says, uh, for Christian schools, it's not cheating. It's just making it the way it should be. Oh, wow. Oh, man. I go, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. That's that was brutal. And I, I don't blame Dan one bit. I mean, he was, it, it was, it was a brutal call. And, and anyway, that's the way I remember it. And, uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> he was, he was a joy to talk to and, and full of energy and just, uh, I mean, going down memory lane with him was just a blast and a uh, cup talk, you know, you, your sons were in the same class. Yeah. So there's a lot of similarities there and, uh, you know, common ground, uh, but just, yeah, he was so much fun. I could still yeah, see, you, see him. You commented, you talked about, um, his yelling at the games and, uh, although he would be filming, when he gave me the copy of his film, when he made the copy, he would unplug the audio cable <laughs> <laughs> so that we didn't hear him on the video. <laughs> oh, man alive. That's, that's fantastic. Well, I can tell you as the son of Dave Hersema, uh, yeah. whether it was my game or Sam's games, my father was one of the loudest individuals I've ever seen at, at, or heard at a game. Uh, you could hear him from the field. I know my mom, God bless her. She would sit there with, she'd cover her ears as my dad was yelling <laughs> at games, whether it be the officials or firing up the defense, whatever. My dad uh, loves football so much and he loved Rio football and watching his sons play. So I know I have an idea. I know what that means to kind of turn the audio off because it gets pretty loud. <laughs> your dad, your dad was so awesome. And, I, and your dad never doubted that you guys could beat anybody in the world. Mm -hmm. He it it never it never was in his metabolism to believe that you guys couldn't win every game you played. And uh, he was yeah he was a great fan. I, I miss him. I, I miss him. We used to spend a lot of time together and and do projects at care and things like that. But uh, but yeah, I, I I think back even a few months ago when uh, you and I exchange some emails about when he was dancing at the basketball game <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right i posted that video you, you sent it to me yeah my dad oh he he was so intense so intense and we made a comeback or something and he started dancing and like taunting the uh, the, the visiting bench it was hilarious i posted it months ago but uh, still funny to look back on it is. it is and he told me later he says I asked him about it. He told me later, he says, yeah, he says, you know what? As long as those boys keep winning, I'll keep dancing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So many good memories. Of, oh, my dad. And yeah, that's uh, fantastic. I, I, and you know what? I think I fed off that. The fact that he believed in us all the time uh, that we could really do anything, but especially in sports, he, he was always pushing us. And he's like, you guys, you know, there was a belief, like you said, that we could beat anybody. 
And so oh, that was always in my mind. And seeing my dad at games and hearing him was just like motivation, not just to me, but teammates as well. Um, you mentioned, Robert, that you and my dad worked a lot together. You were both electricians. And I know you were both um, very instrumental in the construction of the club room building in Covina at the new, at the Kayla Russell Park. Uh, it was Wingate Park when I played there. But when they did remodeling and everything, uh, you guys assisted with uh, putting up the club rooms. And I know you've done other projects as well, but every time I see those club rooms, I think of my dad and, and the great contribution he gave to Care Youth League and his work there. So what was it like working with my dad on some of these projects? Oh, your, your dad was great. He and I were on exactly the same page. And one thing about those club rooms, that was a, that was a pretty good sized job for a bunch of volunteers. And, and uh, we, your, your dad and I had known that the general contractor on the job it, it become very frustrated with some of the volunteers because you're always having to wait longer to do things and everything. So, so your dad and I were, were always conscious of that. And we tried to stay ahead of everything. And we, we worked really hard on that. And, and we, we tried not to be the ones that uh, anybody was complaining about slowing the job down. <laughs> but uh, you know, one, I, I remember one game, uh, it was, it was quite a ways away and I wasn't there for some reason. But it, it was an away football game, and your dad, your dad, oh. made them when you were a freshman, the lights were out. Kuyama Valley, Kuyama that, High School. That, your dad fixed the lights so that you could play that game. The lights kept going in and out, and because of you and my dad's volunteer work, again, Randall Johnson was coaching at the time, and he knew my dad was an electrician. So for those of you who want to, if you're bored, look up Kuyama. Look up where that is. It's, it's not the end of the world, but you could see it from there, and it's just in the middle of nowhere. And so it wasn't like there was any electricians on hand, and it was the football field in the middle of nowhere. And so these lights were going in, off and on. And my dad kind of had to talk to the officials and to Randall Johnson about the lights. And yeah, he did fix the lights or made it, <laughs> made it possible to keep playing. I do remember that. Yeah. What a guy, what a hero that night. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. My, my dad, the, the, uh, the electrician man, for sure. He's given so much to uh, Karen Rio and, and you have as well. It's really cool to see that you both of you are just one of many examples of parents and, and people who have given so much to the program at Rio Hondo Prep and Care Youth League. So I'm very proud of my dad for those things. And, and I'm sure you guys got to share some laughs over the years together too. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Matt. Well, uh, Robert, even though your kids are out of high school now and uh, they've ha they're, they're having kids of their own and, and they're adults and everything, you still continue to be involved in Rio Hondo Prep and, and being at most of the sporting events, uh, the football games for sure. And, and why is it you kind of continue to do that? Did you, did you look at it as a way to give back or, or just, I mean, I'm sure it's fun too, or you wouldn't do it, but just take me through what it's been like the past few years, not having kids involved, but still kind of being a part of the program. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. You know, uh, I think by the time my kids graduated, I'd created great friendships with the staff there. Mm -hmm. You know, Mr. Drain, Mark, Todd, Mr. Parker, uh, Mrs. Orsburn, uh, Mr. Mosier, Mr. Lam on and on. And, uh, uh, you know, guys like Mr. Reed, and I just had a, uh, 
I just had a, a great relationship and I just wanted to, I, I love being there. I would have gone, I would have been at the games anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I did, I, I just thought, well, that's a way I can help. And, uh, uh, you know, let the, let the coaches do the coaching and I'll, I'll do these other things and, and, uh, you know, maybe it'll help the team and, and, and the kids, you know, the, the students, uh, have always made a, a point to thank me and to show their appreciation. And, and I, I hear comments from parents and, uh, and it, it, I, I, I get a lot of, uh, I get a lot of appreciation for doing it. And it really makes it worthwhile to, uh, you know, to, to go to that effort when you know that, that you're, you're making a lot of people happy that way. <laughs> well, you do a really good job of it, uh, videoing the games. You know, you've seen it, it with other schools. Sometimes they'll even uh, have film that is just really poor quality and uh, misses a lot of the action. Well, uh, over the years, you've gotten really good at it, at your video work. And it, just the evolution of it is really interesting. I mean, this all started with VHS and making copies and giving those to people. Then it went to DVDs. I remember asking you specifically for DVDs of my senior year, my games. I, I still have those somewhere. And, and, and even today now it's, uh, I mean, you're doing live broadcasts uh, on Facebook live at times of these football games. Uh, it's really cool that the technology has advanced so much and, and you've been along right along with it the entire way and, and evolved also in kind of your production. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, you're right. The technology has really made it uh, everything a lot more feasible to do. And, you know, like you say, we advanced even, even past DVDs, we, we just, everything goes online now and mm -hmm. uh, uh, everybody has access to it. If not that night, uh, the next day, uh, Google care has a Google drive and it's fortunate that Google uh, for nonprofits, Google, an awful lot of Google is free. So uh, we started utilizing, utilizing their Google Drive and we, we have almost 11 terabytes of film on there now that is accessible to, to anybody we share the link with. And uh, uh, you know, just, just this week, I, I've had emails from, from a guy that went to Rio around 1980 looking for a film so we've launched on that project and Randy Johnson texted me today that he had found a bunch of stuff from his dad. So we're going to try to continue to keep putting that stuff on there online. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's just, a, it's just a great, it's a big job, but it's, it's, a uh, you know, it's all, it makes it all worthwhile when, when people notice and appreciate it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, so many people have, have appreciated it and it's really cool. I'm a little impartial to uh, a little partial to the, the, the years 2001 to like 2003. Those are some, some great video, video clips I will say for, for uh, <laughs> that I like to see. Uh, but uh, anyway, it's so cool that, that we're able to piece all this together and that we can watch games from different eras. And, and you're so cool, Robert, when you're out videoing a game and you do Facebook live, I mean, you do the, you do the eighth grade football games, you do the JV football <laughs> games. I don't know how many times I popped up on my phone and I started watching a JV football game and my friends would be like what are you watching I'm like oh just my old high school's JV game live and they're like why I'm like, <laughs> I'm like well why not I'm just checking in just seeing how the, how the boys are doing that's all 
it's so cool that you do that and that you, you know, again, it, the, the access is un unbelievable these days with technology. And, right. You know, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't ever differentiate, you know, between a seventh grader or a senior, you know, I, I, uh, one thing I, I think that care and Rio Hondo prep do extremely well is they create, they continue to create, uh, life events for the children, whether it's a, a play or a mm -hmm. mock trial or uh, a football game or a volleyball game, they, they, they constantly are able to put, the, put challenges in front of the kids, whether it's a championship game or a league title. Uh, and I, I just feel that whether you're a seventh grader or a, a senior, that game is the most important thing in your life at that moment. Yeah. So I, I try to, I try to film as much of it as I can. Yeah. I totally get that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's important to someone and, and usually the kids themselves. So awesome stuff. Uh, if you had to say uh, maybe one or two, or if you have many more, that's fine. What are some memories of, from real Hondo prep sports that stand out to you? They could be football. It could be any sport, but I think there's probably been a lot more memories in football, but again, it can be anything. Is there, is there a couple that really stick out to you over the years? Oh, well, well, sure. Obviously, uh, you know, we, we talked about that JV game, but the, the 2005 championship season was incredible and, mm -hmm. you know, eight and 11, 12, uh, but also the girls, uh, Mm -hmm. The girls went in basketball and volleyball. You know, they won volleyball two years while while you got you were in school and and uh, but went in the basketball championship. That was that was a tremendous tremendous game and uh, and you know that you know CIF on those lower divisions they'll have four or five games at one location and I think we were I can't remember if we were the first maybe we were the second game that day but we. We completely filled that big, that, that big uh, arena. And uh, I think we ended up being the biggest crowd for a CIF game for, for that girls basketball game. And, and uh, but they, the way the girls conducted themselves uh, was really remarkable and they were just took care of business. Uh, all, all the championships are, are great. Uh, and, you know, baseball, a lot of, a lot of great memories in baseball, you know, culminating with the, uh, last year went in CIF and and then to see to see a guy like uh Randy Johnson Jr. start from scratch with volleyball and put those guys in the championship game yeah that's incredible that's that's just an incredible thing and uh uh it's and uh and you know uh, also with our drama department uh Mrs. Parker has really made that almost like a Super Bowl for those drama students. And they put on some really high level uh, productions of uh, Wizard of Oz or uh, 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 some, some home developed plays. Uh, uh, they're just uh, newsies. It's just, it just goes on and on. And, uh, and it's, it's an extremely high level of production and, and the, it's just a, a great time to be around the kids when they get to do that. Very well said. Well, that's uh, pretty awesome to hear the, the involvement and how things uh, over the years, uh, not much has changed. There's a lot of, uh, again, it, I think with the real Hondo prep experience, you're not going to get a better experience really for, for high school years uh, out there. I, I just, I just 
don't see anyone who's ever gone up against it really. So I'm going to always support Rio Hondo prep and especially football. It's a great history there, but yeah, anytime Rio hangs a banner and boys, girls, anything, that's a special time. Uh, always cool to see. And, and you mentioned it before, I think we started uh, recording, but you know, Rio used to be amazing at traveling the fans. I mean, it was not uncommon to see more Rio fans at away games than the home team fans. It was just, it was like standard because again, people went out to support and boys, girls didn't matter. You're going out to, uh, to watch the game. And uh, is it still that way? Do you think, or I haven't been in a while. If it's, if it's a giant game, particularly playoffs, we'll have a good crowd, but, but, uh, but yeah, the, the regular season games, if it's, you know, two hours away, three hours away or something. We, the crowds are a, a bit smaller and I, I don't know if that's my fault because of making the video available or <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I may be my own worst enemy with that, but, uh, but yeah, it, it uh, uh, and, and especially if, if we don't expect that good a competition, uh, well, you know, it'll pretty much just be the parents and the families, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I do miss that. Uh, I do I do miss that rolling into town with a huge crowd. Uh, and and uh, you know I, I I don't blame anybody. I blame myself more than anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I know things are, are a little different. People are busier and and uh, uh, maybe things are a little tougher sometimes. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I do I do miss having those giant crowds uh, <laughs> at their away games. Well, one kind of last thought I had on you videoing things with sports and everything was, you know, Rio's got a pretty nice gym now, but uh, not too long ago, they had the American Savings Pavilion, which was like a, it was a, it didn't have any doors. We had drapes. It was just kind of like a circus tent almost. Uh, but I remember basketball games, one of my fondest memories too, of playing in there and everything was looking up at you and you'd be up in this like self-made perch if you will you had like a, a wooden board or something uh it didn't look it did not look that safe up there let me tell you but you were up there uh, proudly filming all the basketball and volleyball games well I, I tried a lot of places in that gym and there was no place good and and somehow i i came across that that location and found a big scaffold board and i, I always remember <laughs> you know uh supposedly when you're in and uh, playoff games, you're supposed to provide the visiting team with all the same amenities that you have, whether it's whether it's locker rooms or seating or uh, uh, video locations, things like that. <laughs> I, I would always I would always offer the other team to come up there with me, and only one team ever went up there. <laughs> they they would find somewhere else to film. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, this is what we use. Come on up. No. Oh my goodness. That, that's hilarious stuff. Well, well, let's, uh, let's step away from real Hondo prep for a second. Let's talk okay. about a few other things. I mentioned at the beginning that, that you guys are from Arkansas and uh, you know, you guys might not be diehard fans, but you know, I'm sure you follow the Razorbacks here and there and uh, a few big sporting moments, I guess we'll say from Razorbacks 
uh, athletics to me. Uh, I, I remember kind of the, the 1994-1995 basketball teams. Uh, Arkansas won it, won the whole thing, the national championship in 94, and then came back the next year and lost to that really good UCLA team in 95. So uh, a couple good years there for uh, Arkansas basketball when I never really thought of Arkansas much of a, as a basketball state, but they had a good run there. Right, they did. That Nolan Richardson, he he just pressed the whole game. He just exhausted his guys. He had a deep bench and uh, some really top caliber players, and and he just he drove teams crazy. He, that was his thing. Was and he he was that way his whole career. You know, he he won uh, he won titles at three different levels in college, and uh, uh, that that was his game plan every game was just to just to wear you out yeah (laughs) unbelievable man and and what other did you say was it Eddie Sutton coached here at one point I remember a game against UCLA in in the I think it was a sweet 16 game in the 70s I believe but Arkansas was down about 25 points in the second half and Eddie Sutton just got so frustrated he went up and sat in the stands (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and man, he caught a lot of grief for that, but the Razorbacks came back and beat UCLA in that game. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But, oh, man, he caught a lot of grief for abandoning them, but he, he was just so frustrated that he just threw his towel in and walked up in the bleachers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked. It absolutely – what a great story that is. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, well, I know Arkansas football is a pretty big deal, right? Uh, SEC football for that matter. So, I mean, what's it like for the, the fans in Arkansas and their, their passion for college football? Oh, my. Well, it's, it's everything. Uh, you know, there's no professional teams. Uh, the the university is they get all the attention the football gets all the attention from anybody and and Arkansas has been very successful in uh, in other sports too they're probably they may be the top track and field college there is baseball they've had a lot of success uh, uh, men and women's golf a lot of success um, but yeah football that's all there is everything else is <laughs> closest anything else is is st louis or memphis or something so but uh yeah it's it definitely it's definitely number one wow wow well i know the baseball team a couple years ago i think it was 2018 they're in the college world series uh in the championship game or championship series is the best of three they won the first game and they they were leading with two outs in the ninth inning uh in game two they were going to go for the sweep against oregon state and a guy dropped a pop-up in foul territory. If he caught it, Arkansas is the national champs. He dropped it. Oregon State rallied, ended up winning the game 5-3, I believe, uh, when they were trailing 3-2. Anyway, uh, they lost the game, and then the next night they lost game three. So I know for Arkansas fans, that was, that was they were so close to a national championship in baseball that year, man, so close. Oh, that, yeah, that, that, that was just brutal. I, it, Arkansas had so much momentum the whole series and that one little play changed everything (laughs) from that point right there. It just was all out the window. Oh man. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, I, when I, honestly, Mr. Bray, when I think of Arkansas, you are the first uh, person I think of uh, you and family. So I felt so bad. I felt so bad for you guys. I really did. Oh, Mr. Bray is dying right now. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so sad, so sad. But uh, some great uh, Arkansas 
fan base, I'm sure is just very passionate and uh, very, very cool to see. Um, you know, one other thing, as far as ba- I, I, I consider the Brave family, would you say you guys are a baseball family above all other sports? Yeah, I think as a family as whole, as a whole, yeah, baseball is our main thing. And, and of course, the Angels, we, uh, after we moved here, uh, through a series of events, we became Angel fans and, uh, uh, especially the girls. And, uh, you know, I, I heard Edwin admit that he kind of had to be an Angel fan too. And <laughs> that was pretty cute, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so, so yeah, we, we've always enjoyed the Angels. We tried to like the Dodgers, but we, we just couldn't, we just couldn't swing that for some reason, the Angels fit us better. And, uh, uh, but, but yeah, that's, uh, that, I don't think any of us have any Dodger gear. <laughs> <laughs> so when you guys, I mean, cause honestly you come out from Arkansas and you know, no real major league baseball out there. So you come out here and it's really two teams. I think the more popular team is the Dodgers, uh, but the angels, you guys just, just went that route instead. Well, we, we tried, we tried to like the Dodgers. We followed the Dodgers. We tried to, for them to be our team and, and uh, I, I myself became frustrated. That was in the, you know, 1990, early 90s. And I, I was just, to me, I, I came to California thinking the Dodgers were like the Yankees. You know, you're going to have to go through them to get to the World Series. And that period of time, it just seemed like uh, the Dodgers weren't quite making the effort. And so I kind of lost interest. In, and that kind of led to being an Angels fan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that, no, that's a natural uh, understanding there. Totally get that. Um, well, let's see here. You said you listened to some of the podcasts before. Uh, what else, We talked about Mr. Baumgartner. What, what were some of the other, if you could name a few, we talked about Edwin. Uh, was there a few others that, that maybe stuck out, uh, either Real Hondo Prep people or non-Real Hondo Prep guests? Oh, sure. I, I, I loved, uh, I love Maynard and uh, mm. I, I like uh, I like listening to Freddie's opinions. <laughs> and, he's got a uh, lot know, of them. He's got a lot of them, and uh, you know the the Carson boys. Uh, I love those. That uh, you know that uh, those two guys, Todd and Mark. I I think sometimes if uh, either one of them had been in any other situation, with their drive and motivation, uh, they could be coaching at any level they wanted. I mean, they they could have they could have gone on to college and the pros, I think, and I, I think it's just their dedication to children and to students that, uh, that that they made decisions a long time ago to dedicate their lives uh, in the way they did, and and I always appreciate those guys, and you know, much like uh, you know, Rio, Rio sometimes loses athletes to the bigger schools, and. Uh, I think we could have easily lost Mark and, and Todd had they been a little different mindset. And mm-hmm. uh, I really appreciate those guys. The whole Carson family actually is great, but, uh, but yeah, I, um, even Bill Barnes, I can go with Bill Barnes too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh man. You poor guy tuning into him. Wow. Yeah. He's, he's something hey, else. Hey, growing up in Arkansas, if you're not a character, you're nobody. <laughs> 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 I love that. I might have to use that one. Uh, if you, oh man, let me write that one down here. That's hilarious. Um, well, that, that's really good stuff. I just appreciate the feedback from people and knowing that people are listening 
because the the podcast has has evolved kind of like you know you your video work with real hondo prep has evolved and i just i'm i i have the time to do this now so i'm going to continue to do it and i'm trying to get uh, more guests on but you know what robert it's not always as easy as you made it uh today i basically asked you and you said yeah i'll do it let's do it right away other people kind of put it off or or a little skeptical so i'm glad that you were able to say ah, yeah let's go for it <laughs> well, well i i appreciate it and i i uh, i'm thankful that you included me as one of the people you thought you might want to talk to and uh, that's that's an honor right there and and uh, but I do enjoy it. I, like I said, your era at uh, at Rio is is really. I think I identify with that era more than any of them. And uh, uh, it was good to hear Edwin uh, the way he described the different eras. And uh, we've talked about that before. And and he, you know he's he was close enough to all the eras to be able to to evaluate all those records and the way the teams were and everything. And uh, and and yeah, it's uh, it's tough with with the with the way that uh, the CIF is going to place people competitively. It's you know I, I think, but maybe maybe it'll work both ways. Maybe some years we'll find ourselves in a good place, and other years we'll we'll be in a tough spot. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. uh, but that's a that's a challenge for everybody, not just not just Rio, uh, all the schools will be facing that. So yeah, there's no uh, doubt about it. The new yeah. calendar, if you will, this upcoming year, uh, real, real Hondo athletes who play all the sport. They did not need, uh, they didn't need this situation where you have all the sports jammed in a closer amount of time because those are all the athletes for all the sports. <laughs> you know what? You're right. And, and, uh, I, I suppose a lot of kids are going to have to play two sports at a time. And I, I just wonder about practice time. I want. I wonder about their legs, you know, because different sports affect your legs different ways. And and I, I don't know about you know playing uh, <laughs> playing football and volleyball at the same time. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out. <laughs> no, there could be an injury here too. Yeah, I, I hope everyone stays healthy for sure. Um, well, I appreciate all the uploads, Robert. Like with the videos and everything. I know a lot of a lot of people do. Uh, you, you you do such great work. I just want to echo that and continue to get, keep up the good work. As long as you do it, you've put in more than enough time, but I know uh, that uh, it's something you do enjoy. And now that you're retired from electrician work, uh, congratulations on that, by the way, but now you got even more time to uh, be at Real Hondo Prep <laughs> events. I I do. And, you know, with the, the COVID thing uh, uh, right away, you know, we, nobody had any idea it was going to last this long, but we got just a few weeks. So, so uh, this the organization made a huge effort to start trying to to get the facilities in better shape, and we're doing a lot of uh, a lot of facelift type things, painting, and uh, not knowing how how we're going to be allowed to have school. Uh, We've actually reclaimed a couple of old classrooms in case we need to spread the students out more, you know, and things like that. So, so we've been real busy there. The place looks better than ever. And uh, uh, a friend of mine has donated tons and tons of LED lighting. So we're really getting up to getting up to par with that. And uh, uh, it, the place is really looking great. A lot of a lot of people doing a lot of work over there. And hopefully, when we get to have students. Uh, they'll appreciate uh, 
little nicer place to be. Oh, I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. And yeah, people hear private school and they automatically assume, uh, you know, it, it's like a lot of the schools Rio plays against and it's just not the case. Uh, it, take, it takes a lot of volunteer work and a lot of, uh, a lot of man hours with, with a lot of different things. So it's really cool to hear that that's happening. Well, uh, there, there's one thing I remember talking to you about years ago. I couldn't tell you when it was, but we were talking about Rio Hondo Prep football. And I think you said something along the lines of, well, you know, Matt, Rio Hondo has a tremendous advantage in football. Uh, and I said, well, what advantage is that? And you said every player on the field is not only been playing it since they were really little, which other schools do too, but every single kid on that field it has to think like a coach because they are coaches and they have to really know the rules because a lot of times they referee these, these youth uh, games and everything too. And I remember that always stuck with me, uh, just a random conversation you and I had. I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think over the years, it's been a big uh, impact on Real Hondo Prep uh, success. So, I mean, do you remember us having that conversation and do you still kind of feel that way? I, I do, and I, I I appreciate that you remember it. Um, <laughs> I, I that's uh, that's pretty remarkable. Maybe I better be careful what I say in the future. But <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no, you know, uh, I always felt that way that that our kids uh, in any sport, not just football, but uh, the kids they know the game by the time they get into high school, and and I I've seen a lot of other schools where where the kids weren't necessarily involved in organized sports until they became a freshman in high school. And so to, so to me, those, a lot of those schools are starting with kids that have no experience and you got to teach them everything. <laughs> and Rio, you know, like you say, those kids are, they're coaching little kids, they're reffing games and, and they have such a deep understanding of, uh, of the game they're playing that that, that has to be an advantage. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And I know, uh, you, you guys are a baseball family. You love all sports. Uh, if you had to pick, would you say Real Hondo Prep football is is your favorite, or do you have a soft spot for something else? No, football. Yeah, football's my favorite. Uh, it's a very slim margin. I love the girls. I love the the volleyball and the basketball and the softball. Softball's really uh, the last fifteen years or so has really been extremely competitive and. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I, it's like grandkids. Your favorite is whichever one you have at the time. <laughs> oh, that's a great answer. Oh, that's a great answer, man alive. That Arkansas wisdom, man. Let me tell you. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, on that note, we should. I, well, Mr. Bray, I mean, I've been asking all the questions. Do you have any other topics or or questions you'd like to bring up before we kind of wrap it up? Uh, you know. Um, I, re I really appreciate your, uh, like I said before, that your your uh, your podcasts are so fun, and uh, I I really think uh, I would be interesting in hearing from from the the girls of your era, you know, uh, uh, or really of any era. But I, I think uh, I think like Monica Bahorkas. Okay. I man, I I would really like because you know. For, for years there, she was everything we had. You know, she, she was a four-year starter in every sport. She was an incredible athlete. She had to do yeah. everything for four years. And I, <laughs> I, would like to, I would like to hear her comment on that. But, uh, you know, the Horton girls. The, okay. Uh, um, 
Mrs. Parker, Charlie Parker, you know, people that like that. I, I, uh, I would, I would love to hear their side of things. Uh, what it, what it was like for them competing at the level they did because they were all great athletes and and uh, sometimes they were they were the only athletes we had. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we'll, we'll definitely we'll put that together. We'll try to we'll try to reach out to them. Okay, great, great. <laughs> I, I would love that. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm always looking for for new guests and and just people to talk to, and it's uh, sometimes people suggest some names to me, and I'm like, hey, I've been trying a while there. They are, they don't have the time or they can't make it happen. So I'll, uh, we'll, we'll definitely put some, put some more research in here and see who we can. Yeah, there you go. Good, good. That'd be fun. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I think that would be a whole new, new resource for you, but, uh, but I, I do love, and I, I love your other guests too. You know, I, I, I've listened an awful lot to the guys you reffed with and, and, uh, and your, your connections with people who have the, the, you know, different, other jobs you know that's <laughs> yeah. that's interesting as well so but uh you're doing a great job and uh, uh like i said it's an honor that uh, you even wanted to, to talk to me to bring me on your show oh <laughs> yeah hey i wish we could have done it sooner uh you know it's hundreds of guests now that we've we've gone through and it's wow. just they're in no particular order let me tell you it's just uh the names that come up and the availability. So I was just a tremendous honor to talk to you. It's been a long time. I look forward to us chatting again real soon. And I hope it's at a real Hondo prep football game, even if it's February or whatever. Absolutely. Should Absolutely. be a lot of fun. Well, thanks again, Mr. Bray. It was a blast. Thank you, Matt. Take care. Thank you so much, Robert Bray, for joining us on the program and getting our week of shows kicked off here on Labor Day. Always fun catching up with you, whether it is at a Real Hondo Prep sporting event or uh, some other function. But good ch- good catching up with you and chatting with you. And, Robert, I mean it. I hope next time I see you, we are uh, standing alongside a football field for real, a Real Hondo Prep game uh, right before it starts. And you go up in the scissor lift to record the game. I can't wait for that so we can get back to, to some, some normal life, some normal football, some normal real Hondo prep events. So thanks for all you do for the, the program, for the school. And yeah, just congrats again on retirement and all the grandkids. It's uh, just really cool to see how things are going for you and the Bray family. Really appreciate you being here. Well, guys, that will wrap up today's show. I hope everyone is having a wonderful Labor Day. I've said that already, but just want to echo that again. Uh, great shows ahead this week. That's all I can tell you. Uh, tomorrow, we will have on the program Ed Hart. Ed Hart is a fellow podcaster. He is also... Well, probably the first boss I had when I was in college, I had to get an internship. I went to the Fullerton Flyers, which was an independent baseball team, independent professional league, uh, the Golden Baseball League here in Southern California, mostly. And uh, he was the general manager and uh, he brought me along. Uh, brought me on board and that was my first job in sports as an intern kind of doing everything a lot of press box duties during games stuff like that so Ed Hart is going to talk to me about baseball um, his experience as a general manager of a professional baseball team also uh, he's worked at both the USC School of Business as well as Cal State Fullerton currently uh, their their business uh, school their business side of things uh, just a very giving person he runs a podcast called From the Heart. His last name is spelled H-A-R-T. Just a just a great guy and one of the guys I uh, truly admire and have looked up to 
throughout my my journey in the sports field. And so it's really cool to see him and talk to him. Uh, we found out we live a mile from each other, which is just hilarious. But we did our, our interview through Zoom, and I'm looking forward to you guys hearing this tomorrow. Going to be a lot of fun. He loves USC football. He loves Cal State Fullerton baseball. Uh, he loves sports in general. He just loves hearing from other people kind of like our show he likes talking to people and getting their story and and being inspired by people so ed ed does that himself uh, in in, in a, any conversation you have with him if you meet ed for the first time it'll be one of the best experiences you've had so looking forward to you guys hearing my discussion with ed hart tomorrow on tuesday should be a lot of fun can't wait uh guys there's many ways to follow the get home safe podcast of course our twitter handle is get home safe pod our facebook and instagram page is get home safe podcast and our email address is get home safe podcast at yahoo.com we'd love to hear from you so send us an email if you like give us some uh, subject matter maybe a content suggestion if you have a question for me or for bill barnes make sure you send that in by tuesday probably by noon or so we, we typically record tuesday afternoon at some point me and bill barnes and i know he's a fan favorite and maybe uh, maybe a fan unfavorite at times but anyway uh, he likes hearing from you guys just like you hear from us uh, Monday through Friday here on the Get Home Safe podcast. Bill Barnes, of course, is our Wednesday episode. So if you have any questions for him or want to tell him anything, make sure you send in an email or a voice message through Anchor. Um, that's a great, great tool. We love hearing voices from uh, our, our listeners. However you want to contact us, there's plenty of options. And, and we just want to uh, continue that, to get feedback from, from our listeners and, and your involvement as well. So be sure to keep those questions coming and some of those content suggestions as well. We continue to build... Uh, interviews here on the Get Home Safe podcast. We're always looking for people, so we're going to continue to do that. I've got guests already lined up for this entire week. That was kind of a lot of what I was doing over the weekend. Uh, outside of that, though, if anyone is interested, you know where to reach us. I just gave you a lot of options. Uh, we love hearing from from people about suggestions for upcoming guests, uh, as well as the content that I just talked about. So anyone interested, uh, give me some information. Uh, maybe if you know someone who knows someone, that usually is the case for some pretty good stories and interviews as well. Uh, you know, whatever the case is, we, we're open to feedback here on the Get Home Safe podcast, and we hope to hear from you guys uh, a lot. Well, I hope your Labor Day has been a good one and that the extended weekend was what everybody needed here uh, in the crazy world of 2020. Look forward to you guys hearing us tomorrow and hearing the interview with Mr. Ed Hart. Thank you so much again to Robert Bray and the entire Bray family. A big hello from the Hersman family. So uh, we really appreciate it, you guys. Just can't say it enough. It was Robert, Bray, Robert, Robert Bray, a true gentleman, and uh, the Bray family, uh, special people indeed. So thanks so much. And guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, Get home safe.